Oscar talk. Yes, I've been really looking forward to this. I'm looking so, forward. I've I have so many takes that I've 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 you know hidden inside me or hidden or just thrown onto my Twitter because like I don't really have a platform to talk about them right now. So this, this is exciting. I've had a platform to talk about it, but I've really I'm really excited now just to be able to talk to it. So I'm just going to get them all up just to refresh. But I've got some things to say. I can tell you that much, bro. Alrighty, let's go. Okay, dokie. So. I think the Academy this year, more than anything else, obviously last year was a very strange year with the pandemic and everything because last year, uh, obviously last year's Oscars, but then last year's films, because we were in a year where things were getting back to normal, we really saw that the Academy got to prove themselves that they're really changing and they're kind of transferring to something else. And 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 with the years to come, I think it'll get better and better and we will see more diverse nominees getting in on films and was this wasn't it wasn't that just proven this year not just with like diverse nominees but just with other crazy nominees and categories and that you just wouldn't expect things to get in at yeah i think the academy has officially changed into a new era um off like the it it, kind of confirms that stuff like parasite getting nominated or the fact that there was really no bad movies nominated last year or, or anything like that i think I think this is sort of a confirmation that stuff like being the Ricardos, which would have been nominated five, even four or five years ago, that stuff doesn't fly now because no. it's just much more, di- it, it, the Academy is much more bigger. It's much more diverse. Um, it's much younger. And all those changes have resulted in sort of what we're seeing today and, and stuff like drive my car getting nominated for best picture. And no one has seen that movie. It's three hour. It's a three hour long uh, Japanese film that, that has no, genre attachments to it like that's that's insane and and that movie got nominated for best picture and like no again nobody's seen that film so and like when you look at these nominees are any of these movies bad movies because i don't think any of them are no i mean i've seen them all except nightmare alley which will change soon but no no i mean from what i've seen i mean there are some which are like more than others and then like yeah some of these i'll be honest like i probably would rather seen something else getting in like oh, oh of course you're always gonna have that you're always but gonna have no that, but just there isn't there my isn't, point is there isn't a there is like a, there's no, yeah, i was about to say that there's no bohemian rhapsody there's no extremely loud incredibly close there's nothing <laughs> like that they're all just they're all loud, incredibly oh, close. that's fucking ridiculous oh um, god that movie's insane yeah but it, they are just it is just a really good sturdy bunch i mean out of all of like the i guess something you did bring up being the cardos and like we could go so many ways with this but obviously we're both huge sorkin fans but i think being the cardos yeah. was it's a really strange one. Like some it's his like, worst movie. It. I, it's probably the worst thing he's ever done. Like I, I'm, I'm de- I haven't seen all of his TV shows, but to me, it's the worst thing I've ever seen him make. Um, and I don't think being the Ricardos is necessarily terrible, but it's just the sort of content that would definitely get nominated in past years. Right. It's, it's directed and written by this guy who's been nominated a million times before. It's about kind of show business and fame and Hollywood to a degree. Right. And it's about a person. It's about a, a real people. It, it, it's about uh, not not. It's, it's about um, these characters that once lived. You know, it. You see those movies get nominated all the time. It just has all the sort of check marks that you would see from an Oscar nominee, whether it was good or not, and it was kind of irrelevant, right? You would just see this thing get nominated, and it just didn't get nominated. Yeah, and I'm just so proud of the Academy where even the BAFTAs nominate Breast's original screenplay. They yeah, went a no thank you and went a completely 
different way and i think that's i just think that's incredible and it it makes me so happy that the same academy that a few years ago went with green book have now gone and just completely kind of changed how they do things and changed their memberships and then where we can see this and something like even a film like green book even getting nominated in best picture will soon be in the past and what we're seeing now will just be the consistent future I mean, Green Book kind of feels like the last gasp of a previous Green generation. Book, Green Book feels like when Green Book won Best Picture, it almost felt like the end of an era in a weird way. Like I remember yeah. being like really pissed off at one Best Picture, but at the same time thinking, surely next year they're going to make up for it. And then when Parasite came along, I was that's when I started predicting Parasite for Best Picture because I thought it has all these things behind it. Plus, the Academy also really wanted to make up for that Best Picture win last year. Yeah, I didn't pick. I didn't pick parasite because usually when it comes to my oscar predictions i try to go more against what i think and maybe i should change that now because go with your heart buddy that's what i did. I was kind of wrong because i i thought i thought being the ricardo's was a lock for sure i thought it was a it was it was a dark horse for best picture um i think nicole kidman still has a really good chance of winning best actress which is insane but um it could still happen and like it because it had this momentum in the, in the in the lead up to the nominee the nominations right like think about the baftas kind of like the movie um uh I'm, what, did, the, did the producers guild nominated i'm not 100 percent sure now, now yes they did yeah okay so the the pgas nominated it i don't think it got a dga nomination because i don't yeah. even know if sorkin's in the director's guild anyway no um, yeah yeah because he got nominated uh for trials Chicago seven okay 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 um like bardem getting this random push like that sort of seemed like a sign so i i really thought that this that movie... was the weird thing because it got nominated even jk simmons gone in supporting actors so exactly exactly it shows it shows that the actors branch loved it but no one else seemed to care yeah i think it i think you nailed it right on the head because the actors I, I, that's our next this is our next frontier all right we gotta we, we gotta tell the actors what's up like like please like nominate better performances nominate better movies you know like come on man like you cannot look you cannot look at me straight in the face and say that javier bardem was had one of the five best performances this year that just over, isn't true oh yeah especially considering it was over peter dinklage um um nicholas cage even daniel craig in no time to die i probably would say is better than harvey I, I would agree i would totally agree i think he's miscast in that movie and i love harvey Bardem, but he's better i, I love harvey Bardem, but like he's better than in dune oh yeah you know? he, like he's his, awesome in dune his performance just feels weird in this film like it doesn't sit right with me like they didn't even pick him for the right movie <laughs> yeah i know it's 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 really it's really funny in that way so i i yeah i'm I'm pulling up my uh my my personal oscar picks and i don't know like a a decent amount of these movies actually did get in and i i my personal picks are kind of weird actually this year but anyway i I don't know i i I just still so my uh, i'm here okay now i'm looking at my, my predictions and i thought being the ricardos would be in and I thought Tick Tick Boom was gonna get in. Oh, don't! And that that does break my heart. I and really neither got Tick, in. Tick, I really, being the Ricardos, I was happy didn't get in. I really wanted Tick Tick Boom to get in, and I thought I so thought it was gonna happen, and then it didn't. And I, 
honestly, like, obviously, the Oscar nominations morning is a complete up and down of emotions, but that was a massive down to see Tick, Tick, Boom not making it at the end of the day. I thought it was good. I didn't, I don't think I loved it as much as you do. I think I'm one of the rare people who didn't love it or like or hate it, you know? I just yes. liked it. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I liked it. I, I I don't think it was, I don't think it's actually worth being, I don't think it was one of the 10 best movies this year. Like, I'll, I'll put you there. I To me, it was somewhere in the 30s. Um, I, like, I like the movie. I don't, I didn't, I don't know. Like, I thought Dune was better. I, okay, what, here's what wasn't nominated, for example. Like, I thought, I don't know. I, I, I thought The Lost Daughter was better. Honestly, I thought it was much better. Um, I think House of Gucci was better. All right, I, House of Gucci is a good movie, people. I do yeah, not. I do not get the hate. Thank you, it. thank you, Ben. Thank you, Benji. Like, it's. Do we are we gonna have the the House of Gucci conversation? Because I don't think people understood like what the goals of that movie was, or like what the movie was trying to do. Because well, that's the thing. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm by no means. I'd never try and defend racism at all. But everyone got really upset with Jared Leto's character in particular. But that's the point. It's meant to be stupid and dumb. Exactly. Exactly. He's playing Luigi from Mario Bros. Like it's and he's and he knows he's playing Luigi from Mario. I think this is the best Jared Leto performance he's ever had. Whoa. Just because it no no, it's the at least at the very least, it's the best use of him that you've ever because he's not actually the, the thing with Jared Leto is that like he's not like actually a good dramatic actor, you know. He's he 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 portrays himself like he's Robert De Niro, but he's not Robert De Niro or Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio or one of these people, but he's kind of like a knockoff version of that. And the reason why Fincher has put him in a couple of his movies is that that energy is sometimes needed, you know? Yeah, and it's and, it, and it's like so perfectly on the nose. He he does such a good job of like kind of hitting the nose with that kind of like energy, especially with his earlier films that now that like, that that now it's got to the point where he's kind of self-aware to the point that he's a meme like you kind of saw this a little bit in the little things like, little things is, is a terrible movie but uh, i think we can all agree but he's a really but he's really good in that film because he's just hamming it up the entire way and 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 with house of gucci it's that to the max like yeah. that everyone in that movie is 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 playing like a cartoon and the movie is actually a comedy for like two thirds of it. And then the end is actually kind of, I thought it was a genuinely interesting look at like the fall of a family and why that's the case. And to me, Ridley Scott just making fun of the Gucci's for at least two thirds of the movie for three or three half He's or making, heck, three quarters of the movie. Yeah. You like, know? Like, like they all have their own personal issues and like you see them go for like, it's divorce and everything near the end. But at the end of the day, he's just trying to make fun of like the rich and like their greed and like yeah. all of it. It's yeah. not and how like, incompetent these people were in losing their empire. You know exactly. It's meant that, to that's be. the pettiness of it. You know the absurdity. Like how power can drive a person to different lengths. That's also kind of what the movie's about too. And I think it's effective. I don't think it's the best movie he's made this that that year even because I love the last duel. I think that movie's kind of a and ma- not a masterpiece, but. Um, closer to being a masterpiece than what most people thought um, I agree. i'm very no, high in that film i think ben affleck should have made it into best supporting actor thank you that's that he was the best that was the best supporting actor performance of the year i i i know what i i might actually agree with that. i'd have to think about it but he genuinely just stole the show for me i, I agree he's incredible in my, and i kind of thought of myself like why can't he be like this in every film like why can't he just play these really charismatic characters in every movie 
He does it as well or better than anyone else on the planet. I mean, Goodwill Hunting is that, right? He, he th- I mean, this is his character in The Last Duel is kind of like a meaner medieval version of his Goodwill Hunting character. You know, the supporting guy who's this incredibly charismatic guy that everyone sort of wants to be around, you know? And it, he, he portrays that so well, and he, but he almost never plays that character. It's really weird to watch. It's like really kind of strange to watch, though, because the Ben Affleck we've seen recently has been like in, in real life and like, as like in professional work really really serious and to all of a sudden come out of this is just it, it's just so nice to see him play this like really just and otherwise a very dark film like this just really goofy character yeah yeah um i might have a i think i'm my chrome wants to update right now which is not good oh fucking chrome yeah so i might need to like reboot this thing and jump back on Okay, mate. No, no great shit. If that's the case, then no worries. Yeah, I'll jump back on though for sure. We're definitely not done with this, but okay. Um, install the upgrade. Yeah, yeah. This thing just popped up, so I might as well let you know. Okay, you're not the. I'm sorry. This is going to be an editing headache, but uh, it's okay. Just it's not an issue at all. All right, I'm going to jump off right now. Then. Okay. No worries. All right. See ya. See ya. Oh wait, it just closed closed chrome let's see does it actually shut down the computer i guess we'll see if you we'll just see. Magic, it, it, it's if you it, magic there's a go circle on going on right now uh, uh, let's see oh no it just okay it didn't screw up with the it didn't screw up with the zoom all right good okay let's, good and i guess using house of gucci is a great um, gateway to go into right so best actress there was one person who consistently got an everywhere at every um precursor lady gaga and then we all just assume she's a front runner then she doesn't get nominated i'm sorry but who the fuck is winning best actress (sighs) This is the most open in acting category has been for a while, especially the best actress, which is a category that usually is closed shut case by now, you know? Yeah. Usually we know what's going to happen. And the BAFTAs are insanely good at predicting best actress. They even predicted Frances McDormand last year. And we don't even have that this year. And I'll just, I don't know what to do. Because the thing is, everyone at the moment is just going back to Nicole Kidman. But then I'm like, we've, she only won the Golden Globe. That's it. We haven't had that. That's my default though. I just love Nicole Kidman, dude. Nicole Kidman could just wake up in the morning and she'll get, she would get nominated. If they just like, I'm surprised her performance. And you know, if you go to an AMC theater, there's like, before you see the movie, there's like this, there's like this intro. We had that in um, um in UK cinema called Odeon and they've just edited it to be Odeon instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just Nicole Kidman being like, thank you for coming to the movies. I, and, and I saw this um before i saw licorice pizza even though i don't have an amc theater nearby i was in boston watching uh licorice pizza with my family actually um but like i'm surprised she wasn't even nominated for that you know what i mean because she just gets nominated for everything she does she's inevitable the oscars love her and nicole kidman's a great actress but she really is and i actually think she's pretty good in this movie (laughs) but i don't think it's one of the five best performances of the year it's not even close to me in fact i'd probably in my opinion i think it's the weakest of the lineup uh, especially... i haven't seen the eyes of tammy face so i can't say that 
Oh. Or I haven't, I haven't seen Parallel Mothers either, but oh, that's bro. also because of availability. That's a va- that's an availability issue, not a I was actually quite want lucky. issue. I my one of my local cinemas. If you're um, an unlimited cinema member, you get to you get early access to certain films. So I got to go to an exclusive screening of it. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't seen it. But I've actually seen. You know what? I know that after the SAG snub, we all thought Christian Shield was done, and then the problem is, and then when she didn't get nominated for BAFTA, everyone like got caught in that. But now I'm here thinking, I think Christian Stewart, especially with Lady Gaga being gone, now has another shot at winning Best Actress. I really do. Yeah, I think there's a real case for that because... because yeah, I'll let you kind of say first and then we'll see if we kind of think. Yeah, about. yeah. I, there's a real case for that because like when you get one of these random nominations, what seems like a random nomination, um, it, 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 it does sort of put something in the back of your head like, okay, this group certainly definitely likes this person a little bit more then say the the actors actors group who vote for the oscars likes this person a little bit more than the rest of the field you know um i don't know but the fact that the the fact that a lot of the voters who vote for the sag also vote for the oscars kind of makes me think that like yeah they might like her a little bit more in this like this group of oscar voters but how much did they really like her especially when it's a lot especially when there's a lot of overlap between the two groups uh, all right, fair enough. Sometimes it is just due to screener issue, but sometimes the SAGs do just snub um people who do go on not just get nominated but win the Oscar and like and things everyone talks about how there's so much overlap. But then a lot of the time in certain years, the SAG winner doesn't often allocate with the Oscar winner. Like just think back to last year where Viola Davis won Best Actress, Chadwick Boseman won Moon Best Actor. Then yeah. we see Francis McDormand That's and Anthony Hopkins at the at the Oscars. So yeah, it, I guess it means something, but it doesn't mean anywhere near as much as some people think. And the things with Christian Stewart, I think the SAG snub was just literally that a massive snub that we can't really justify, it, and it's just insane. And then in terms of BAFTA, not only is there now a jury system which just fucks everything. The, the, the Spencer reflects the royal family in a really bad light, and when the ambassadors for the Baftas is the literal royal fucking family, oh uh, yeah, the Baftas aren't going to nominate that. So in my opinion, I think the Baftas almost irrelevant here, and I think the only real snub she got was SAG, and therefore, if I see her win um, Critics' Choice, I may end up actually going back to her for my best actress win because I. Because I feel like there's a strong case in what people are thinking. I don't think the Critics' Choice Awards mean anything just they, because there's no one's voting for that stuff. And they I, usually I don't know, do. Like... They usually don't. But in this year, but this is a very particular circumstance. I guess, but I, I, I just, yeah, I don't, I just don't take any stock in the Critics' Choice. But you, but you know, you have kind of convinced me. Um, you, they, great at you beat me to the evidence and. I will take the SAGs less, a little bit less, at least a little bit less importantly when it comes to this. But I, I mean, the one, per, I think the elephant in the room we haven't really talked about here is Olivia Coleman. Um, she could oh, yeah. very easily win this and it, she it, might end up being my pick, actually, uh, uh, if you think about it. She has I, a rock solid case. I think the only person in the lineup who probably just won't definitely win will be Penelope Cruz, even though I love that nomination. She only, yeah. only got Oscar nominated. But apart from that, I think. Yeah, I think Coleman could win. I mean, um, if she gets SAG or Critics' Choice, and if she gets SAG and Critics' Choice, I'm definitely predicting her. Um, 
I feel like Jessica Chastain really has the case to make. If she wins SAG, I'll be looking at her. But this is the thing. Like, it could just go so many different ways. Yeah. And with Gaga just completely out of the picture, who's not even there to win the BAFTA, it just makes it even more open. Like, it's going to be a complete nail-bite to the end. Like, the likelihood is we're just not we're just not going to know who's going to win until the name's called out. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I Again, but the Oscars love... Olivia Coleman as much as they love Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Um, and she has such a nuanced and interesting performance in that movie. Um, I, I think the one case against her would be the fact that the lost daughter didn't get a best, didn't get a best picture nomination, which is yeah. in my opinion, a snub. Um, it was one of the 10 best movies of the year. I thought, and I think it was better than a, at least a couple of the movies that were not actually nominated for best picture. And it is surprising to me that it didn't get nominated for best picture, to be honest, like that just seemed like a movie that into the, in 2022 could definitely sneak in there, you know? Yeah. But, but the thing is with the lost door, it hasn't been the most accessible to everybody. Has it like, there are a lot of people out there who I know who really just don't like it. That's strange. I mean, it's, I thought it was excellent. Did you like it? I thought it was good. Oh, and I can't, I'll, I'll be lying if I said like, oh yeah, I loved it, but I think it was a perfectly good film. I think it's better, despite the fact it's a strong lineup, I would say it's better than some of the Best Picture nominees we have. Yeah, like it's better than Don't Look Up. Like, I love Don't Look Up. Really? Okay. I, I you know think what? Do, 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 you're not as funny with Don't Look Up. Everyone like mouthed it off and said like how bad it was. Then Bong Joon-ho releases his favorite films of like last year. He puts Don't Look Up as number one and everyone's like, oh, I liked it all along. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like some people, man. Um, I don't know. I, I we can get in the don't look up conversation later. I thought it might have had a chance at winning best picture, but I don't think it's going to happen. So no, 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 not anymore. It'd be it'd be crazy if it did. I, I, I think mean, if Leo was nominated, I think I think we I, that that's when you buckle up, baby. Like the don't look up thing is happening, but I, the <sighs> fact that they didn't get a single Leo didn't even get nominated. That's that's not a great sign for the movie. I think, I think. this I think this is interesting though because um you bring up what could win Best Picture. Now last year when Nomadland started winning, I was always like hanging on to the fact that I think Charles Schwarzenegger could upset, and then Nomadland went on and won Best Picture. Um, with Power of the Dog. I don't know. Like, I don't want to like make the same mistake I did last year, but I just, I, I'm not feeling it. I just, I don't know. I think it's gonna win. It's just too easy of a pick. Yeah, no is. one else has a strong case. Name well, me one other movie that has a strong case of winning Best Picture. I don't the think thing. there is one. And or I know I had the conversation about how times are changing and we're not living in a green book world anymore. But then everyone thought the same green book, and I think PGA if. If Power of the Dog went PGA, much like last year when Nomadland won PGA, that was it. I was predicting it for Best Picture. Um, if 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 Power of the Dog went PGA, I'll absolutely be predicting it. And it's still my number one now because I do agree it has the best case to win. But then I also think that like I think that King Richard and Licorice Pizza have an amazing shot at winning PGA. Um, and yeah, I could even see like a shock or upset with Don't Look Up winning PGA because the Big Short one. But I do agree that Power of the Dog is still my number one. Because yeah, BGA I, usually goes more accessible films. I mean, it's not just because Power of the Dog got the most nominations. It's also because Jane Campion's never won. A, a, it, this could just be the, you know, the, the whole it, Jane Campion's time sort of year. You know, she's nominated for Best Director. She's the only female She's one of, well, I believe she's the only female or one of two females who have been directed, she's the only, nominated yeah. for Best Director twice. Shocking, I know. Um, she's an incredible director. The Academy loves her. And really, the and I mean, 
combine that with the fact that like even Jesse Plemons got nominated, like that Great was nomination. unexpected, right? Like when stuff I like that's happening to your movie, then there's a momentum. There's there's something real there, you know. There is, but then everyone thought the same with Roma and like because you know Marina de Tavera and Yelich. Yeah, that's show. fair. And I'm then, not saying it's a guarantee, but like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, what's name me a stronger case? I because... do absolutely, I do absolutely agree. Power the dog has the strongest case, but then at the same time, I, I don't, I don't think it's as solidified as people think. We need to. I think BAFTA are going to give it to Power the Dog, and maybe even Critics Choice. Um, and actually, no, I'm fairly certain Critics Choice will, and even BAFTA probably will. Um, PGA is the one I'm really looking out for because if there's an upset at PGA, I will be predicting whatever. As long as I think it will win, as long as whatever it whatever upsets a PGA wins has a shot of winning, um, screenplay and or director, I will be predicting for best picture because Power of the Dog just seems like so the type of film that would that would lose PGA and then go on to lose the Oscar a lot like Roma versus Green Book, um, because Power of the Dog isn't even like that well liked by audiences and like i know that obviously audiences and critics are different but then the oscar voters are kind of divided on like who size more audiences and who who size more with critics not only that though but power the dog's got a 6.9 on imdb and that make it the lowest scored best picture winner since like the 1960s i think yeah but like again different people again like the imdb scores are usually are are often not are often of bad taste just because like they're more casual movie fans who don't really know what a good movie is who put those scores on there. Oh, I agree. Um, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I just feel like it has the strongest case and the most momentum. And I I look at all these other. I thought Belfast had a real shot. I still um, think Belfast. That's the one I'm thinking could upset. But I, I, I completely forgot to bring up Belfast when we when I was going through. Yeah, Belfast probably does because Belfast could definitely win screenplay. I think director to this point is out of the question. It's probably gonna go but, to Jane Campion. But again, like I guess the problem with Belfast is let me let's just look, double check on the yeah, Belfast didn't get an editing nomination, which is a sign mm-hmm. that it's yeah, not absolutely. tracking quite as well. And and, and the- no Jamie Dornan. Um no, no Katrina Boff. We I mean, no Judith, about, no we, Judith Hill. Like it, Jude Hill or Judith Hill or I'm forgetting his name. I Jude apologize, Hill. but um, but like you say that, but, but none of them were like apart from Katrina Boff, which we will go into. None of them were expected to get nominated. Yeah, that, that's well. Yeah, that's fair with Boff, Boffa, but I thought Dornan had a chance. He had a chance, but I think after the Creek's choice. Sag and BAFTA, like but no, but not, but not to get nominated for editing, like that's that that did say something. That says something. Like here are the movies that got nominated for best editor at ed- editing, which I, this is this might be the most important category in terms of predicting best picture. Um, Tick Tick Boom got nominated here, which is just like stunning. It didn't even get a didn't get nominated for best picture, but it did get film editing, which is just wild. Um, King Good Richard, in my opinion. Uh, King Richard, Don't Look Up, Dune, and Power of the Dog. Um, but then I also mentioned King Richard and Don't Look Up being possible upsets, and then yeah. it kind of makes me hurt no because I don't I I don't want to get too into this and then be wrong, but like it does like it's something that I'm just looking out for. Like I want people to know who are listening. I am still predicting Power of the Dog. It definitely has the best case, but like I'm just saying, like don't be just so hell bent it's going to win till the very end because we could be wrong and. 
like you know sometimes films just do come last minute and they're all of a sudden like become best picture players even yeah. if they don't end up winning they join the conversation like if, like like even as recent as 1917 like who the fuck thought that was going to be a best picture player and then like look what happened there and then like birdman was not by any means um, viewed as like a best picture um type of film and then it just joined the conversation like it does happen and i'm really looking at something like king richard um belfast or in like a complete long shot maybe don't look up to kind of fill the thunder steal the thunder licorice pizza and dune at one point i thought could happen but dune just kind of not looking like it's going to happen anymore especially with that director loss and then licorice pizza even though i'd love it only has three oscar nominations including but best picture so that would be weird and rare yeah no i totally agree with dune and uh licorice pizza i don't think we have to go go into their best picture odds too too much um don't look up we've kind of we've we've talked about that one quite a bit king richard i mean if you had to pick a dark horse i think belfast or king richard you should hook your train onto onto one of those two um king richard the thing is like i know this shouldn't matter but like i've i've barely talked to anybody about what they think of king uh, about how good they think king richard is like i don't know i barely know anyone in my life who's seen king richard which is wild but it's true and I don't know. There's just like no momentum to the movie. It doesn't seem like they're campaigning terribly hard for it. They actually, unlike say Nightmare Alley, which had this furious campaign in order to get the Oscar nomination. Shouts yeah. to them working the circuits to shove that movie in, throwing it on Hulu and HBO Max. Furious. Oh man, I respect it. Um, I, I mean, so so I guess that's a point to say that like yeah, there could be something similar could happen to King Richard in terms of getting best picture. Um, but I don't know. I, I just feel like it's kind of a long shot, even though, again, getting that editing nomination is big, even though, even if it didn't get uh, best director, which it never, there was absolutely no expectation that it no, would. No way. Um, I think the one thing, I think, I at the end of the day, I think really the only thing King Richard, King Richard's going to get is Will Smith for best actor. Yeah. And we can probably segue into that right now. I think, yeah, something we'll say quickly, yeah, then we will go into best actor because that's also another interesting one. I think King Richard's path to best picture would be probably screenplay, actor, or and picture. Yeah. Even though I probably yeah. won't win screenplay. Well, like, if it wins off. editing, then that's when we know it's on. King Richard's probably now maybe the best picture favorite. Like if it wins editing, like editing is going to be important here, mm-hmm. you know, because that's kind of a bellwether to sit to see whether who's actually. If, but if like Power of the Dog wins best film editing, then yeah. you know, then we're just going to go um, into Power of the Dog night. Thing you know, the Baftas didn't even short long list it um, for editing, but then. The Oscars have been crazy with their editing. When, like, when, like last year when Sound of Metal won, the year, the year before that, when Ford Rush won, then the year before that, when Bohemian Rhapsody fucking stupidly won. Like, they have, they, they're really odd when it comes to their screenplay, when, when it comes to their open pardon, when it comes to their editing wins. But then I also think um, sound and editing are often a combo in terms of nominations and wins, which probably helps Dune's case for editing. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 
but yeah we've also talked about that you know like dune just doesn't have the juice and doesn't seem like the academy terribly i think the academy respects it but i don't think it actually likes it that much you know yeah as you see all the nominations but none of the but they missed some of the key ones that you kind of needed and and not getting director was kind of the nail in the coffin for any sort of dune momentum so makes me feel sick that does like i'm not even like a huge fan of i like it a lot i say it's like a good eight out of ten film but it didn't make director like that that like I'd happily swap out Branner or Spielberg for no, no, no. I think Spielberg deserves it. I say he deserves it more than Branner. I agree with that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, for directing, I, I this is kind of a closed case, right? Campion's gonna win. Like, yeah, I think she's gonna be the closure. If Campion doesn't win, though, that's when we know something's up. I, I that like that would be even more than editing, like. I'm waiting to see. Somehow didn't win, and like Hamaguchi won or something like that, or Rana won. Like that's when we knew. That's Um, when we should know. That that's when like, you know, alarms should start going off in your head. You know, it's a proper, it's a real proper long shot, and I'm almost certain Jane Campion's going to win. Like I'm ninety percent sure. I feel like the person that's got the best case is probably Steven Spielberg to upset. Really, I don't think think so at all. Because I think he could win. Because I think he could win DGA. Uh, I don't think so at all. It's just because like, just looking at, I think West Side Story, I mean, Rachel Zegler didn't get nominated. I think if she had been nominated, then I think maybe, oh, maybe the Academy actually likes this movie more. We thought they did. And she just didn't get nominated. And I mean, the movie didn't get nominated for editing. Didn't movie didn't get a screenplay nomination, which is crazy. Yeah, um, hey. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So I this so I don't think the movie. I don't think the Oscars particularly like West Side Story that much, mm. despite the fact that it seems like a perfect Oscars movie. You know, but this is like kind of like being the Ricardos. This movie, in, in five years ago, ten years ago, would have swept the floor with Oscar nominations and would have won more than a few and there's a chance that this movie only wins one Oscar. And I think there's actually a very good chance this movie only wins one Oscar. And it's just with for Ariane DeBose and uh, Best Supporting Actress. And that seems like that's a lock that she's going to win. So I agree. Um, yeah. I, I, so I think Spielberg's definitely, I think Spielberg's definitely in last place when it comes to these nominees. Wow. Uh, okay. Fair. I think Hamaguchi has a chance just because it was kind of out of left field in the movie. And it seems like the Academy definitely likes that movie a lot because I obviously got the best picture nomination as well. I think Brana, there could be a case that it's Brana's time. He hasn't been, um, he, he's never won an Oscar really before. So you, and if Belfast is going to have a good night, he needs to win. And that's still a possibility, even though it's kind of far fetched. And Paul, and PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson, he's never won an Oscar before. No, he That's hasn't. A factor. But I think he's so, going to win. And Spielberg's get... won plenty, and he's been nominated a whole bunch of times. And they, you know, this is more of a formality Mark, than than actually them like actually Tarant- saying that, it, that he it has, is a real contender to actually win the darn thing. But much like Tarantino, how he's respected as like more of a screenwriter. That's the same with PTA, and I think PTA is going to win screenplay. Yeah, exactly. I, his Oscar's going to come in screenplay. But I mean, I would be pretty shocked if he won director. But I think he's a better shot than. Spielberg has already been nominated a whole bunch of times, and the Oscars don't even like their like his movie that much. Mm. So that's fair enough. But yeah, I I mean, I guess do you want to go into best actor? Yeah, let's let's do that. Will Smith for Benedict Cumberbatch. It's one of the one of the two, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Cumberbatch could easily win this thing. I don't, I don't think it's out of the question. If um, if Cumberbatch upsets with BAFTA, 
I will because I feel like he's going to be a dark horse to the end. As soon as that happens and there's a bit of evidence, I hate to be that one guy, but I might just switch my prediction. And I don't want to. I, I hate. And the thing is, I feel like as Oscar predictors, we obsess sometimes too much with the I, whatever happened last year has something again this year. But I, it just it, it it reminds me so much of Chadwick Boseman versus Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. It does. It really <laughs> That's does. a good point. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, the Oscars really like the father last year. Um, but I mean, if Benedict Cumberbatch wins, then Power of the Dog is a lock for Best Oh, yeah. Picture, Absolutely. Right? Oh. Absolutely. Oh, that, this is another like, Power of the Dog just has so many more opportunities than the rest of these movies that that's why we're, I mean, that's the re- main reason why we're picking. Even if, say, the conventions of Oscars of years past, they don't totally fit to today's Oscars, mainly because of all the changes we've talked about. But when you have this many opportunities in this many different categories, it's impossible to deny uh, the power of the dog's popularity within the Academy. And, and it just makes you think that this thing is just going to inevitably win Best Picture. Um, I think Denzel's the least likely to win this. Uh Bardem, I think, is maybe just a, a hair ahead of him, just because it seems like the Oscars like Bardem a little bit more than some of the other voting bodies did. Um, and you know, the uh, the voters love uh, the acting body loves being the Ricardo for being the Ricardos for reasons that I can't understand. So yeah, I it's think fine. he's ahead of Denzel, and Denzel and Garfield are probably the least likely to win here. I disagree. I think it. No, think actually, length. no. I take that back. I think Garfield has a has a very slight chance, but I Denzel is the least likely to win here. I, I, sure. I, it is. It's a sliver of a chance. I think if I had to rank it, so for for now, I'd go just Will Smith, Benedict Cumberbatch, Garfield, Washington, then Bardem. I, I, I thought I thought Garfield could maybe dark horse it if he went SAG, but then when Tiki Boom didn't get a Best Picture nomination, I think it kind of defeated his chances. So I'd say he's got like a one percent chance now but like i'd say he's like he could be like a proper like crazy dark horse maybe but extremely unlikely at this point yeah the one case for garfield here is just the fact that he's campaigned so hard he's been on he's been doing interviews and, and 2021 was his year with eyes of tammy faye um yeah yeah spider-man yeah. and tick tick boom but he is a saying yes to every interview humanly possible this year yeah i've seen him t- do so many interviews this year it's absurd and i think you know his him just exposing himself so much could arguably maybe sneak him in but I, that's really the only case because tick tick boom didn't even get a best picture nomination and so he, he like, is very likable but then it did get editing which kind of makes me wonder, like, where that's the fair. Academy... That's fair. That's it fair. It makes me think, like, how much the Academy, like, did Tick, Tick, Boom just miss the Best Picture nomination? It was at the 11th movie. And it probably was the 11th movie. If, if it got an editing nomination, it was then it was most likely yeah. the 11th movie. Because it got everything that it was meant to except Best Picture. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, but I agree. It's either Benedict Cumberbatch or Will Smith. And I think Will Smith has like a 75% chance of 70% chance of yeah. something like that. I agree. If Benedict Cumberbatch wins BAFTA, do you think you might have to change your prediction? No, because, okay, here's my thing on the BAFTAs. And I, I mean, this is no offense to you. I'm not, I'm not saying that you are necessarily a bad person or, or this thing that I'm going to describe the BAFTAs as, but the BAFTAs are racist. I'm sorry. They just are. They have Fair never, enough. 
nominated Denzel Washington once. Denzel Washington is arguably the best actor alive. He has not been nominated by the BAFTAs once. Not once. Not once. That alone makes me lose almost all credibility for the BAFTAs, even though they are kind of a bellwether in terms of predicting for the Oscars. They're more of a bellwether than the Golden Globes, for example. Like, the Globes are a joke. Um, But I... The BAFTAs... Like, the people voting for that thing, like... I, I, I there's nothing else to say than that they're probably racist I, like what, like what else <laughs> I, I hate to have to say it because obviously i am british but i i think about it and it's something i've thought about before i do kind of say i agree because they almost admitted that they were racist when they brought the jury because they couldn't trust them anymore because like of how many yeah, times they just they, fucked up yes they, they changed the voting body with the jury stuff right and yet denzel doesn't get nominated this year <laughs> yeah it, it is nuts and it is kind of a sad truth i mean the problem is it's like the british academy of motion pictures arts like i think a lot of the voters do stray a lot older and um yeah a lot wider yeah Let's face and it. um i'm much like a lot i'm much like the academy but almost worse which is kind of weird because obviously i think there's much def- worse than the academy yeah yeah which is weird because i think there's more of a racism problem going on in the us than there is in the uk but it does seem to be the case where like the BAFTAs do have a more of a racism problem than the Academy in terms of the nominees that they choose come the end of the day. Yeah, it's absurd and it's an embarrassment and it's why I just don't take the BAFTAs half as seriously as I should. And the fact that, you know, like if Ben had come after the BAFTAs, great for him, you know, that's, you know, that, that it, I think it means something, but I don't think it actually means that much in the big picture because... I mean, not to nominate Denzel Washington once is I if that's not racism, I don't know what is. I think it's they, Denzel Washington. They have a they have a proper racism <laughs> problem with black Americans, I've noticed. Like like all of like their colored um any people of color who have won a BAFTA in acting are often British. British. So like Fanny yeah. Newton, Dev Patel, because you know, like you think like Chadwick Boseman, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, like they clearly have and Viola Davis last year not getting nominated. Oh it, man. <laughs> it shows this kind of they clearly like clearly a lot of us Brits and it's kind of sad for me to have to talk about it being a Brit. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm quite grateful that this isn't like a proper popular podcast because I can imagine this would be probably quite controversial to say. <laughs> hey. Because, like, um, I do believe that clearly, and just in terms of like how I've heard people in this country talk about like Black Americans, there is a bit of like a, a bit of like a bias against them. Like, people almost view them like they're stupid, like they're dumb, like they come from poor families that's all they're ever going to be in terms of that mindset and it's yeah it's I, I don't want to dive bad. into too much of like american and british like racial politics because there's definitely a separate podcast for that not saying it is important it obviously is but oh yeah it's um a, but i don't, I don't want to get too I mean, far off the, the, uh, the, the, the grain right now yeah obviously. I, I was also the one who brought it up so it's, i mean I'm, it's kind of my fault but uh, yeah not, I completely agree that's an important conversation to have, but I'm a white British fella, so I don't think it's kind of my place to start commenting on things like it. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, it is a problem. I mean, yeah, so it makes me sad because I do, I do agree with what you're saying, but it, and I know I shouldn't obsess with it as much, but I just can't stop thinking about Chatty Boseman versus Benedict Cumberbatch. 
uh, Chadwick Boseman versus uh, Anthony uh, Hopkins. Yeah. Hopkins. Yeah, you're Hopkins. you're 100% right, and I totally agree with you there. Um, th- th- this could end up being that sort of situation, and I wouldn't be surprised to be totally honest. I wouldn't be totally stunned if Benedict Cumberbatch just won. And I mean, he's been doing. He's also been campaigning quite a bit. He's you know you see him doing tons and tons of interviews, and um, a lot of it's because of the Marvel stuff. But still, like he's been very. Um, he, he's been very, uh, I don't say vocal, but very active and uh, present this past year. Um, do you want to hit on anything else? Supporting actress was pretty fucking wacko. I uh, the big one was kind of, Ju- yeah. Judy Dench getting in and Katrina Belf out. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, the, the Oscars love Judy Dench. I think that that can be explained through do. just the Oscars just love Judy Dench. And for performance, I thought was actually quite excellent. I, I really enjoyed her in that movie. It was but... good, but she's just not in it much. And Katrina Belf does so much more. Like, at least, yeah, she's actually, but both. she's, I mean, she's been nominated for, for movies where she was in less of the movie, you know, and she is the final shot of the film. and you can kind of, she kind of does leave a kind of an impact, uh, like a lasting visual it impact. Does. But the, my only real takeaway from Best Supporting Actress, even though DeBose is going to win, it's not even close, is that Jesse Buckley got nominated. What like, a good this nomination. Is incredible. That, I mean, considering she only got in with the BAFTA jury, I think it's incredible that she made it in at the Oscars. I think, I think she is, she is. My she might be she might be one of the ten best actresses, five best actresses in the world. I think she's unbelievable. I think she's incredibly underrated. And the fact that she's finally getting somewhat of her due and getting nominated for this great, great performance in The Lost Daughter is really warmed my heart when I saw that. I was stunned to see it, and I it's just so well deserving because she was one of the five best yeah. supporting actress performances of the year. Same goes for Anjanue Ellis. She's amazing in King Richard. And I think Kristen Dunst, this is actually her first Oscar nomination, which kind of sounds insane, but yeah. it is. Um, and she's great in Power of the Dog. I actually prefer those three performances over DeBose and West Side Story. As much as I love West Side Story, I think Rachel Zegler is the thing that I take away from that movie, not Ariane DeBose, you know? So... I, I think the most is very good, but I, I don't I don't think she's as good as Zegler is in that movie, and I don't think she's as good as the uh, the three performances that I just sort of pointed out. Was there any other like category or like nomination where you just kind of thought that I love that nomination? I think Buckley was the one that blew me away. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Like, I can't believe this just happened. Um, I am. I, I, my heart has been warmed. Like, I think I would have said that would drive my car or the worst person in the world, but I haven't been able to see those movies yet just because, again, the lack of um, exposure to I have to them here. So that's why I, I wasn't quite as blown away as I thought I probably would be if I had seen those. But to me, Buckley for Blow Off Starter was the thing that was like, whoa, this is that- amazing. And I can't believe this happened, you know? I mean, let me scream my cheers now for um, Encanto getting an original score. Yeah, yeah. That was great. I mean, I've been championing that. Before that became like, before it got the surprise Golden Globe nomination, I interviewed the composer. I've been just championing Encanto and its music for ages. And like, it's so stupid because I know I had like nothing to do with, we don't talk about Bruno becoming a success and everything. But I almost feel proud of myself for being like one of those people that like pioneered it before it became popular. Because like now I like look at, look at it and all its success and all its Oscar nominations. And I think like, I had like 
point zero 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 one percent to do with that. <laughs> I, I I liked Encanto. Um, I think it's brilliant. I don't have a ton of thoughts on uh, this list of 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 music nominees. I, the Power of the Dog score is pretty incredible. I have to say um, that the Dune score. I, I'm actually not a huge fan of the Dune score. I think I it's agree. pretty overdone. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. It's overdone. It's kind of typical Hans Zimmer, to be honest. I no, think it's not even typical. I think I lo- I really respect and, and and even love Hans Zimmer at times, even though he, he's gotten to the point where he's almost overrated. Um, yeah, there, I but agree. there have been some amazing Hans Zimmer scores, and some of his earlier scores in like the '90s, like these regular '90s dramas that he would score, stuff like The Firm, like that, that's actually an awesome score. Um, but uh, I'm, I might have just completely screwed that up. Let me let me double check. I can, I can double check this real quick right now. But anyway, I I just I don't know. I I. And I haven't seen Parallel Mothers yet, but I, I, I again, it's a. Can we talk about uh, really briefly here for a second? Can we talk about how absurd it was that Spain didn't pick Parallel Mothers as its nomination for best every, picture? Every year this this happens. Like it was like the it was like when Portrait of a Lady on Fire didn't something. exactly exactly. I don't this is the know second what, time this has happened. But then I can't blame these countries because like some like Tatar not even making the short list. Have you seen Tatar? Yes, I think it's flawed but interesting. I oh, I don't I I personally absolutely head of the hills adore Tatan. Um well some people I, I I get that. Like there are a lot of people who agree with you, but I, I think that it was probably a little weirder than it needed to be, to be honest. Um to sort of that's a very simplistic way to review a movie, but if I had to keep this short, that's what I would say. And like 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 France took a good um chance and submitted it, but then it didn't even like get long lists in the end, and it just shows I, I, the Academy have come some way, but they're not there yet. And it's like with things like the Academy still going with Judy Dench for Belfast, and them not even bothering to sh- like lo- long list a um a film like um Tatan in foreign language. It shows that they they're not quite there yet, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that is a yeah, lot better I mean, than it was a few years ago, and hopefully in three years' time they will be there. But I think we're kind of at the halfway mark. But it's crazy. It's not like Almodovar hasn't been hasn't had his movies nominated for stuff at the Oscars before, right? Like he's Almodovar is one of the few. Director. Yeah, Pedro Almodovar is one of the few directors who have actually been few foreign film directors who have actually been like consistently almost consistently not like uh, recognized by the academy in some way his movies not, not only that though but he's quite a famous star he was on the graham norton show here in the uk like exactly like, yeah like he people know famous. who he is it's not like it's not even a bong Joon. well bong Joon ho was underrated for years and then finally he made snowpiercer and all of a sudden people figured out who he was yeah. but like for like he was like omar var was kind of like Bong Joon Ho before Bong Joon Ho, in a way. Yeah, he was. It's crazy. You know? Um, so it's kind of insane that like he didn't like his movie just didn't get like nominated for best for, and I didn't it wasn't even up for consideration for best picture because if if it was up for if it because if it that if it was actually up for consideration for best best picture and Spain actually made the right and actually you know made the right decision then. I, we could be sitting here talking about how Parallel Mothers was nominated for Best Picture. Like, I don't think that's impossible, just given no, how many other nominations agree. it got in other spots. The fact it know? got an original score where it only got at Golden Globes, and the fact it got actress where it got nowhere else, I think that's I think that's a very possible, like, I think it's very possible it could have got in if they actually just 
tried a little bit more with it. Like I don't, it, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I did try and justify it, but I do think it's still think it's crazy. The fact they didn't submit because for, I've seen parallel mothers and it's not like inaccessible. It's a great film. It's not inaccessible. Or anything. You need it's to not see like it. I, I love Almodovar's movies. I watched, I, they had a bunch of them on HBO max. Like I wouldn't say like four, three or four months ago. And it was just a treat going through some of them and just sort of like, getting sort of entranced by how complex and interesting his worlds are, how beautiful they are. They're always, they're just so unique. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's like these core themes that he has in his films, but, but it's the way he's able, there's like these kind of these pillars with all his movies, like almost all of them are about actors. Almost all of them have some sort of twist ending, but like they're all, I don't know. There's just something that, that tracks you to them. That's just always so unique. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I really want to see Parallel Mothers and I'm going to see it as soon as it's available to me, to be quite honest. So, um, Do you have an opinion on what could be winning Best VFX? <sighs> Everyone seems to be thinking Dune and I, I'm like, I've got, I've got a tattoo. Like, I love James Bond, but... Dune um, feels like this year's Dunkirk in that it got a ton of nominations. It's not actually going to win any of the really, really important major awards. It'll get a of it's just going to sweep over and it's just going to like it's just going to like drive the car in terms of, I mean, no, no, no pun intended of in terms of yeah, like yeah. the, the, the technical aspects of, um, of the Oscars this year, I think it's going to win most, if not all of them. Uh, I do agree. I do agree with that. But then I also think the films that have won best VFX since like X Machina have been the films that use, oh, I found out there's lying. And it has the best via, like also just, objectively it has the best vfx out of these five movies. oh yeah it's not even close like <laughs> it's like like free guy spider-man no way home a movie that i love and, i think but that's the, the vfx in dune are way way better shang chi way way better in dune and no time to die vfx are quite good but dune is on another level so well, no I, time to die forgetting about the fact i'm a fan is something i want to talk about because it uses vfx in a really really subtle way but they will but they really help. They they use in such a good way, and those are the type of films that have been winning best VFX. So it doesn't make me think if it's a dark horse. Because mm. like yeah, know, I don't. I, I'm. I don't. I, I, I guess if you had to pick a one that would win, but you know, probably, but probably I, I guess if you had to pick a second one, it would probably be No Time to Die. So I, I yeah. get that, but I think Dune's gonna uh, like wipe visual effects. It's gonna. I mean probably has a chance at score probably is going to win sound um probably is going to win probably going to win co actually you know costume's going to be really interesting i think it's going to Corolla. it seems like it's kind of up in the air it's probably going to it, it could easily win costume but um there's some pretty good candidates actually there's some really good costumes this year now i'm looking i haven't seen cyrano though but mainly cyrano refuses to be released I at mean, least here in america everyone um, seems to think that um doom's gonna win production design i i think west side story could win that i think a nightmare alley could win that I don't know. oh and what nightmare alley i agree with that one as well i think uh, it's a freeway race all the uh, i gotta say the, these five movies i've all have pretty excellent production designs the, the nightmare alley production design is like the best part of the movie oh i know? agree i wouldn't be upset yeah. about one yeah, you haven't even seen it yet. So, yeah, but no, I'm just telling so you like right looking, now, it is the best part like, of the movie. Just looking at the trailer, there's that like bit in it where like uh, like Bradley Cooper's in like that spiral with all the eyeballs, and it looks incredible. 
I mean, the green, the, the greens in that movie, like, you know, Del Toro's classic greens, like you definitely, it definitely shines through in this film. So I hope um, it's good because I really didn't like Shape of Water. I, I, I am right there with your brother. I'm not a fan of that film. I don't get why people like that film so much. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't like, yeah, I, I don't really vibe with Del Toro that much anyway, but especially with that movie, I just actively didn't like um is there anything else you want to touch on to be fair i think we've been talking in a while and i'm pretty exhausted now um i'm sorry i'm gonna let you be but koki seriously thank you so much for featuring our podcast mate uh thanks thanks so much for having me on this has been a very very long conversation i figure you're probably gonna have to divide this up into like two different shows it's got it's gotten to that point um we're I'm probably going for like two hours yeah so i mean i've, I've never done it figure. before but might make it but again thanks episode. so much for having me on this has been a blast it's been great to actually get some stuff off my chest you know so. thank you very much sir thank you also, thank justice you, for coda <laughs> yes justice for coda we haven't even spoke about coda have we i guess that we yeah, it's fine. We all, I mean, if we had to touch on everything, we would have had like a three hour podcast. Exactly. So. Well, hopefully, I'll be able to talk to you um, soon. If not, hopefully, I'll see you for the night of the Oscars, mate.